Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Hey, everybody, you're back where it's at, and it's time to chat. I'm here to bring you the start of us doing our part to bring you the latest in trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Thanks for tuning in to the 166th edition of Talking with T, the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. It's August 6th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, the late Lucille Ball, pop artist Andy Warhol, and basketball player David Robinson. The month of August is celebrated as Back to School Month, National Peach Month, National Golf Month, Wellness Month, Catfish Month, Sandwich Month, National Family Fun Month, and Black Business Month, among other observances. Today on the national calendar is acknowledged as National Root Beer Float Day, National Wiggle Your Toes Day, National Gossip Day, and National Fresh Breath Day. On this date in history, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act of 1965, and Gordon Alexander Buchanan Parks became the first black person to direct a contemporary film titled The Learning Tree, which opened on this date in 1969. It's a new month and time for a new theme. The theme this month is Keep It 100. You are encouraged to claim your truth or just keep it real. Be honest with yourself as well as others. This month, we're going to highlight some truths and spill some real talk. Today, to kick it off, I'm going to need y'all to keep it 100 about who you are. Stop being fake and own your truths and know your worth. You don't have to change yourself to please people. You don't have to try to fit in where you probably don't belong. Know your strengths and know your limitations. You can't be all things to all people. If you stay true to yourself, you'll never have regrets. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after this week's tip from Tarika. Hello. This week's tip is don't be fooled. Okay, this is the year that this has to be said. There is nobody nowadays. Now, back in the 80s, things may may have been different. Nowadays, Nobody at the schools are scared of anybody's mama or daddy. So that old saying where kids used to say, oh, I'm going to go get my mama. I'm going to go get my daddy. Y'all want my mama to come up here. Let's get this straight. Nobody's scared of anybody's mother anymore. That went out back in the 80s, maybe early 90s. Nowadays, in case you haven't noticed, uh, they have security police officers who are armed that, don't mind roughing folks up. In case you haven't heard or missed the news, they don't mind it. They have a lot of issues with police brutality and unnecessary roughness. So if you are a parent or if you are a student, understand that that concrete don't give. When those police officers get to putting your parents' uh, hands behind their back, putting them in the police cars and all that, that's not a nice feeling. That that, that I don't know. I don't know personally. Because I've never had that happen. But don't get tricked. Don't let your kids trick you into getting into something where it's going to turn into a complete mess. Because if any parents come down there belligerent and out of control like they used to do back in the day, that's not going to end well. 
Don't let your kids trick you into getting embarrassed or getting yourself booked. And that now, from what I heard, being booked is not an in and out thing. It's, it's a process. So don't let them trick you. If you go up there and talk like you have some sense, make sure that your student or your child has not told you anything or left anything out to get you up there acting like a fool for no reason. Students, don't do your parents like that. I won't want my mom to be uh, roughed up and threw all down into cars and all that kind of mess. I wouldn't want to put my parents through it. Think before you get them up there showing out. Don't forget, look around, check your surroundings. It's not like it used to be. Kids may not have been born back then. Parents, not like it used to be. You go up there, they got something for you. This is this week's tip, and I've been talking with T. Put your ears on blast. This will go real fast as we cover our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Now, I haven't seen the movie documentary yet about Whitney Houston, but I did read that Dionne Warwick says that portions are not true and that her sister, which is Whitney's cousin, never molested Whitney. What? I hadn't heard about that. Apparently, as the story goes, Mary Jones, who was Whitney's longtime assistant, confided in her that she had been abused as a child by Dee Dee, who is Dionne Warwick's sister. Mm, Pray tell. ABC News recently reported that Americans ranked President Obama as the best president of their lifetime. Meanwhile, some haters are pretty upset that the Obama family net worth is reported to be $40 million, which is 30 times more than when they entered the White House in 2008. Two boys, one black and one white, came forward admitting to putting a black doll with a noose around its neck above a Philadelphia playground saying it was just a prank. Reverend Mark Kelly Tyler, a pastor there, said that for our people, there was a time when there weren't baby dolls, but they were real people and real bodies. After Tyler spoke with the two young boys, he was convinced that they had no idea about the history of lynchings and what their so-called prank would do. The pastor then praised them for confessing, but some still questioned why a noose was laying around in the first place, and they wondered if they should be relieved or concerned about the boy's confession. A powerful earthquake hit the tourist island of Lombok in Indonesia, killing at least 82 people. Earlier last week, I read that dozens of protesters took to the streets of Chicago to protest gun violence, And following that, I read where 34 people were shot, five fatally, in overnight Chicago shootings this past Saturday. Something really needs to happen for Chicago. This story continues to repeat itself. Police went to a Colorado home after receiving a call about a home invasion. As they came to the house, they heard gunshots and after entering, saw a dead body lying on the floor who they thought was the victim. Then they saw Richard Black, who they thought was the perpetrator. The police opened fire, killing Black before finding out that Black was actually the homeowner and had killed the intruder while attempting to protect his family. Hundreds of people had their homes foreclosed on after a computer glitch by Wells Fargo failed and denied them mortgage modifications. The bank says that it has set aside $8 million to compensate customers affected by the glitch. 
You can read the details to this story and others by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and clicking on today's show. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while with Professor Jay and P.I. Pam as we continue to review trending news. to have with us today two of my favorite co-hosts, the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator P.I. Pam. Welcome back, y'all. I missed y'all. I miss being here. Yes, I missed y'all too. I missed the shenanigans. I know. Uh, It's just not the same without y'all. I did the best I could, though. (laughs) Well, it's August. And at some point this month, I guess most students are heading back to school. 
So I wanted to start off, uh, Professor Jay, you know, the ultimate educator, if you could share any advice, tips, or tools for our students or parents that may be listening as we start the new school year. Listen, um, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this whole beginning of the school year thing. This summer seems incredibly short, but, mm-hmm. hey, we, we got to hit it and make it do what it do. And I, my only piece of advice at this point in the school year, uh, well, actually, I have two pieces of advice. Number one, don't go in there thinking that your child is an angel because what he or she does at home may be something totally different than what he or she does at school, you know. So what uh, you trying to say? The people just do that? The, the child might be an angel at the house, but when the child gets to the schoolhouse, turns into not so much of an angel. And my second piece of advice is related to the first. Parents, don't go into the schoolhouse cut the shine on the teacher until you have gotten the full story because, you know, your precious jewels, your bright angels will tell you one side of the story, and that will be the only side of the story that you will hear. Well, there's a whole other episode that you have not seen a whole other part of the story, a whole other part of the drama. You think it ended in Act 2 when there's really Act 3. So get the whole story before you come up there acting a fool at the schoolhouse. Parents come up there acting a fool in Memphis, Jay. I thought it was just here. No, they come, they come acting a fool scandalously, coming there with their pajama pants and their bonnet. Looking <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jay. Did you say a bonnet? Bonnet. <laughs> Yes, the whole body. Ready, ready to check somebody. Oh, <laughs> and I have some tips for since I don't have any school age children. Why well, have some tips for the college kids, the college parents? Okay, okay. Don't come and spend there with a seventy inch TV. They don't need that because they told us sure? it's orientation. People sure are coming to with people are coming to spend there with seventy inch TVs. They say and full size refrigerators. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's just at the type of school that he's going to. <laughs> if it's just us. You know, because we're over the top. <laughs> a TV. The average dorm room can't even accommodate that. Yes. They said, please don't come from here. with. They don't need a 70-inch TV. They don't need a full-size refrigerator. Clearly, clearly they hadn't had anyone in college before, and therefore they hadn't been either. Because everybody knows that has stayed in the in the dorm, you can't get that in there. You cannot. Shoot, I remember <laughs> having my little thirteen inch. Right. <laughs> and we had to sit all. That's probably why we wear glasses now. We had to sit all up close to the TV so we could figure out what was going on. Right, and then, had, and then it, it, it was it was televised confusion in my dorm room one year because my roommate had his thirteen inch, I had my thirteen inch, and we had our separate programs that we liked to watch uh, at the same time. So, shoot, I, I was sitting up in front of my TV trying to hear and see my show. And he was <laughs> doing the same thing at the <laughs> same time. At the same time, yeah, too much. Question for Pam, though. Do we still buy uh, school clothes for college? Yes, I have learned that. We I thought it had stopped until 
both my sons, who are both college students, have been at school shopping. I'm thinking, like, I thought you'd just go get up and go in your sweatpants and your T-shirt. Then know you had to put on real live clothes. <laughs> I was going to say, Jay, when you said that you had to buy clothes, I'm thinking you expect them to go to class naked. <laughs> no, I mean, like, real deal clothes. I know down here uh, at the University of Memphis, it becomes a fashion show. Yeah, oh. I think it, it's going to be too at UT oh. and Tennessee State because they got clothes, shoes. Oh, I gotta get me a necklace too. What you need a necklace for? What was that for? Oh, they, they oh I'm not ready. Now? Yeah, they gotta get a necklace and some earrings and oh, don't stress me out no more. <laughs> Y'all want me to move on? So I move on. Yeah, we we'll stay here all day. Okay, all right, all right, I'm going to move on. So, you know, the theme this month is keeping it 100. And I want to start off with, this is a real story. This is, uh, let's talk about Cameron Terrell, who was acquitted of first-degree murder this past Monday after a 10-day jury deliberation. Now, this young man was, by all points, a member or at least an affiliate of a gang. Social media shows him with the members of the gang, the pictures of him in gang attire. He's throwing up gang signs and everything. He was even driving the getaway car. And all I can say, he had one hell of an attorney and a little white privilege on his side. So as we continue to have these cross-cultural conversations, this is one of the examples of white privilege that we can't avoid that we need to talk about. The other gang members... Not saying they shouldn't have gotten off, but neither should he. He even recorded a video of his friends kicking over the candles that were set at the site of the memorial for the victim. He was originally arrested under a $5 million bond, which his family paid the 500000 in cash to get him out. He admitted to being the driver, but said he didn't know that was going to be a shooting. He just thought they were going to fight. Y'all, y'all. Okay. So I looked at a version of the story online, and they did show a picture of Cameron Terrell uh, mm-hmm. uh, with his flag around his neck and, I guess, his courtroom persona. And mm. the courtroom persona, he looks like a literal mouth breather. I mean, sitting there with his mouth hung, like, open. Uh, but I also he looked like what, Jay? A little what? A mouth breather. A mouth breather. <laughs> like he breathes out his mouth. <laughs> and according to the article that I read, uh, after the verdict, the uh, article said that he spoke out in his own defense, and he said, and I quote, I don't have to explain myself to anyone. God knows what really happened that day, and God knows what was in my head that day. Rest in peace, Justin Holmes. You shouldn't have gone that day. I pray to his family every night. This has been weighing on me every single day of my life. Sir, really? Hmm. Right. Is that all you and have to the say? Other two, yeah, and then the other two are possibly going to get life sentences, and he got off. Okay, now, you know, I might not be no rocket scientist, but he said he thought they were going to maybe fight, going to paint graffiti. I'm thinking that you're in a car, and you're driving, and they... They had to be loading the guns. I mean, when you do a drive-by, don't. I'm not understanding why he didn't get the same charges they did. Did, did. did they have paint? They didn't find any paint with them to do graffiti. What were they gonna do graffiti with? I just say it's a lot of evidence. It was just. 
I don't know, a lot of evidence against him. They should have known he wasn't going to get any time when he paid that uh, $500,000 to get out on bond and left them in there. They should have known that it was over for them at that point. Anyway, I just thought, you know, it was yet another example of white privilege and and how our judicial system tends to favor those that are more affluent. Well, there was another story that I read in the news this past week that really made me sad, and it disturbed me uh, on several levels. There was a young woman named Crystal Galloway. She had recently given birth to her third child, and she had become ill. Her mother called 911 when they found Crystal kind of slumped over her bathtub. When the EMS workers came, the mother, her name's Nicole Black, she said that the EMS workers' whole conversation was about her ability to pay the ambulance bill. They had the audacity to ask her if she wanted to spend $600 to take Crystal just three blocks. So evidently in their minds, the hospital was relatively close. Now keep in mind, they're talking to a woman about her child. Their lack of attention resulted in Crystal dying, and now they've been placed on administrative leave. So Ms. Black said that her daughter begged for her life, and all they were worried about was if she could afford the ambulance. So one, I hope they lose their jobs and I hope they lose them swiftly. Two, if karma does come to visit, as it often does, they might find themselves in a situation needing assistance. And since they won't have a job, they may not be able to afford it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I had a friend who uh, studied to be an EMT and I went to her little EMT graduation and Again, if memory serves me correctly, they had to take an oath, much like when doctors and nurses get ready to officially enter the profession, like the Hippocratic Oath, something similar along those lines that says that they are going to treat people to the best of their ability, regardless of who they are. And, I mean, what business is it of the paramedic whether or not the woman can afford the freaking ambulance? Well, I I was wondering if that particular hospital might be in some financial uh, disarray or whatever. Maybe the EMS people are moonlighting as billing as well. I I don't know why they would even bring that up. What did did it have to do with them at all? Exactly. And that's my question. It's a woman to the hospital and let's the people, the powers that be, figure out the financial aspects of it. Like my friend said, they don't come before them. And I really don't think I like this whole paid administrative leave part either because you're essentially on vacation after you sat there and let this woman die. Right. Yeah, they're quick to do that. But when, like Jay said, when you take anything medical, when you take oath, we had to take oath, code of conduct, code of ethics, you're supposed to treat people regardless of anything, religious, uh, demographics, uh, color, anything. You're supposed to treat them first, and you leave that other stuff up after you treat them. You don't stop the treatment to find out if they can pay or whatever. You know, some places do have, um, you know, certain ambulances that they use or whatever, they're private-owned, but it's still out of their jurisdiction to even question that. So they should have been fired off top. That's what I'm thinking. At a lot of hospitals, 
I know around here if you do anything where you violate HIPAA or code of ethics or code of conduct, that's why you're on the, on the spot. And, and if we find out we're wrong, we might ask you to come back, but we're going to let you go. But it's sad. That woman has lost her child, and those three uh, kids, including the infant, have lost their mother. So I really hope that those EMS workers are held accountable, and I also hope it serves as an example for anybody else who thinks it's their responsibility to jump out of their lane into somebody else's. But um, let's let's move on to something else for a minute. I want to ask you, too, what you think about the smoke-free policy taking effect for people in Knoxville public housing. The smoke-free policy comes under, actually, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. And the policy applies to tenants, staff, contractors, visitors, anybody on the property at all for any reason. If anyone gets caught smoking, they get a verbal warning first, then a meeting, and after that they face eviction. So KCDC says the policy is not intended to be punitive, but they're trying to encourage healthier communities. Well, I was, I was going to say that, like you just said, this was a policy that clearly was designed to uh, encourage people to be smoke-free, I guess, if you will. However, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. Not, mm-hmm. not that I smoke or anything, but, you know, people can't smoke even outside on the right. on the grounds or whatever. Okay, wow, all right. Because it's one thing to say you can't smoke in the apartment, which, you know, as someone who rents, I can kind of see that, but. Right, because you may not be there for uh, forever, but remnants right, of right. a smoker. Yeah, linger, yeah. Okay. This, 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 this. But, you know. What if the people want to step outside and have them a little cigarette? Well, they can't do that either. They can't no. do that either. And you can't smoke in your car either. They said you can't be in your car smoking either. No, you can't smoke anywhere. Nowhere. Nowhere on the premises, nothing. I think that's a little hard. I could understand, like you said, inside, because they said they got to do a lot of, you know, getting the smoke smell out of carpet, out paint, and all that when smokers live in the apartment. But mm-hmm. outside, and if I'm sitting in my car, I don't know, that's a, that's a little harsh. Well, you're going to have to drive your car off their property. Yep, to get a cigarette. And the way yeah. some people smoke, they they never will go on. <laughs> <laughs> like the people at jobs that take 10,000 smoke breaks. They're like, what kind of breaks y'all got? <laughs> right. I'm still working. But while they getting rid of smokers, I, I could think of some other things they might want to try to get rid of. But I'll just leave that right there. Is it the same rules for cigarettes, crack, and meth? Uh, boop, boop, boop. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> let me see. Where am ask, I in our story? Huh? Asking for a friend. <laughs> we'll get back on track. I you I'm kind of hit or miss with the reality TV shows. And I like them. Sometimes they're too over the top for me. But I used to watch Love and Hip Hop, but apparently I've gotten lost in the storyline. Because I read, and I know I'm late, but I read that Faith Evans and Stevie J got married last month in Las Vegas. I'm trying to figure out what's going on because one minute I knew he had baby's mama, baby mama drama, child support, going to jail, married Jocelyn, or did he marry her? I don't know. They had a baby. Next thing I look up, he's married to Faith Evans. How? Somebody help me. Help me, help the listeners, anybody else who, who might be lost like me. She never knew there was a <laughs> <life> <laughs> <that before. laughs> 
Okay. That that's true. And then when uh they pronounced I mean when they said that they were married, here comes Jocelyn, Petty Queen number one, put up some text messages from him, you know, saying that he wants to marry her. Then she said congrats at the end. But they said it's real. They said it's not a publicity stunt. If you remember, him and Jocelyn said that they were married at one time. And they really I was weren't. Okay. Oh, they weren't married. Okay. Okay. Now that's helping me out a little bit. So they weren't really wait married. Minute, okay. Well, wait a minute. We're going to wait a minute. Doesn't Stevie J owe like buku thousands of dollars in child support and things? I don't know. He, he pulled the ladies and face. I thought she had a little bit more sense than that. I guess not. Well, mm. you know, shortly after the, the, uh, these nuptials in Las Vegas, she got on the radio and shared some intimate details of the bedroom activities that she engaged in with Biggie Smalls. Yes. Oh, yes. Let's just say that if you come across said interview, I hope you have not eaten anything. (laughs) Yes, you have to look. You have most definitely have to look it up. Okay, well, I'm going to have to move on from that, too, Lord. Um, mm. Well, I don't want to keep you all too long, but before we go, I do want to talk about one other story. It's about a man from Jay's Neck of the Woods. His name is Kelton Griffin. He's out of Memphis. Went on a date with a woman, asked her out all nice and everything. And she said that she wanted to drive because she didn't know where he wanted to take her. So, so far, so good. That's smart. They stopped for gas, and he asked her to go inside to buy him some cigars. She agreed. While she was in the store, this man done stole her car. So she tried to call him, but he had blocked her from his phone, blocked her from social media. Then while she, you know, she calls her family, telling them what happened and everything. And the God sister letting her know, well, this guy's supposed to be taking her on a date. So they arranged to kind of set him up. But anyway, Griffin, that's the guy, takes the God sister to a drive-thru where the police politely arrest him. But I don't know if I'm missing something here. So in a nutshell, man takes out date number one, steals her car to take date number two to a drive-in. How did he think he was going to get away with that? This fool, I, help me out, y'all. It's Memphis. That's all I can say. That's all? It's Memphis. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Well, the case, not just me. It kind of reminds me of when I was in high school, and this young man said that he was going to come and take me on a date. And oh, Pam. Pam, Pam. Stealing a teacher's car from the car wash. <laughs> Pam, I cannot believe you are and telling trying, that story. And trying to take me on a date. So that was, uh, he was caught doing that. And then the next day when I get to school, his mother, who was one of our teachers, called me to the side and she said, Where'd you get those rings from? And I said, well, your son gave them to me. He had took all her rings, and I had them on my fingers. Oh. Well? <laughs> R.I.P. to him. He's no longer with us. But, boy, he tried He tried to steal a car and take me on a date straight from the car wash. That's what I was going to say. Did you say he stole the car from the car wash man? Yeah, they had a car wash at the school, and he was supposed to help it. And he, they thought he was moving the car, and he moved it all right. Moved it right to 305 North Chihuahua Drive. <laughs> Well, this is too much. This is too much. I've enjoyed my time with y'all today, but I must say that's it for this bit.
And I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. We discuss many topics on Talking With T. And if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. We also want to continue to spotlight local or rising artists. If you are interested in having your product or service featured on the show, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Don't forget to hold the date of August 8th as we continue the annual celebration of the 8th of August Jubilee. August 8th is the date Tennessee slaves were emancipated and is also the only date African-Americans were allowed to attend Chihuahua Park. There will be the annual park celebration on August 11th and the 8th of August Gala at the Tennessee Theater on August 8th. Make plans to be there. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I want to thank everyone who sends us stories and engages with us on social media. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop each and every Monday. However you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your reviews and comments. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Truth will always be truth, regardless of lack of understanding, disbelief, or ignorance. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.